Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, television's Nathan Golia. Nate, how's it going, man? Television's Nathan Golia. Is that me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for today. We're going to review our devastation for Legacy and, you know, Vintage and Modern. Probably mention those formats as well. And I've been waiting for this set ever since the name was announced. I literally <laughs> thought that this set was a way to play magic in a different way i like and that's not some sort of esoteric like you're playing magic differently and you have 40 life or whatever i thought that pro tour hour of devastation was literally an hour that they sat you down against an opponent and some hour of devastation thing (laughs) was going to happen and i realized it was a set name i was really angry at first about uh, just about the concept of like you and another you in the pro tour hour of devastation but it turns out it's actually just a set name it is a pretty sweet set name. Let's jump right in. Okay. I've uh, got a nice list of cards here, and we're going to start with white. And white only has two cards, now that I've said that. But let's start it out with, uh, we're going to see some cards that look like this. Uh, but this is the first one. It's Oketra's Last Mercy. It is a one white, white sorcery that says, your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. Um... You know, I don't know what to make of this card because it's a sorcery, so you have to play it on your turn, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you're racing your opponent, maybe this is like a Deathblade card, perhaps, that like gets you back out of a race. Um, it's certainly great against a burn deck, but against like a combo deck, like Ad Nauseam or whatever, it's not that great. Um, no, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I put this on here because, you know, is there ever going to be a combo with this card? Um, if, you, if you could target an opponent, it would be awesome with last with uh, False Cure, but that didn't happen. So, I don't know. I, I put this card to watch, potential combo thing, right? Uh, Children of Coralis is played in Tin Fins. Mm-hmm. You know, they're certainly, they're certainly gaining a lot of life as an uh, interesting mechanic that happens sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, just an interesting card to kick off with, and, you know, we'll see this theme of uh, gods, something, something, and then you don't, lands you control, don't untap. But um, this is our kickoff card because it's first on the uh, on the list here. <laughs> yeah. Just easier to go through Wizards, uh, through Wizards' website in the actual order than trying to skip around. All right. The other white card that I want to take a look at is Solemnity. It is two and a white for an enchantment. It says, players can't get counters. Counters can't be put on artifacts, creatures, enchantments, or lands. Zach, I, I know you're a fan of playing Infect at times, and this is just a straight-up hoser for Infect. Yeah, it's a hoser for Infect, but, like, I don't know, man. I'm not afraid of this card because there are cards like Nature's Claim, you know, that you can put yeah. in your board to, st- to like, kind of... I mean, if your opponent's making this his thing, and you draw uh, 
a claim. It's not like you're dredge and you're looking for a, a way to stop the hate. You're a brainstorm ponder deck and you're looking for a way to stop the hate. You're going to find your hate, like your anti-hate yep. card. So I'm, I, I think this is a fine card for, for what you're doing with it. But I think that it's probably got more implications as like a combo piece than, than sort of a sideboard card. Yeah, we're going to be exploring these particular combo cards a lot just because that's what I thought about of this set. And this the, the number one combo with this is Dark Depths. So just in case anyone is curious how that works, because counters can't be put on lands, if you have this in play and play a Dark Depths, you will immediately get a Dark Depths with zero counters, which will trigger to make Merit Lage. Um, there are two popular ways to make Merit Lage right now. Uh, in uh, Thespian stage, probably like 75% of the time. And then Vampire... Uh, Hexmage. Hexmage. Yeah, the other 24% and the 1% just paying three at a time. But uh, <laughs> but like this is one of those things where it's like, maybe there's a deck that you just kind of play this card and you hold up crop rotation and you see if you have an opening to win. Like, for example, Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you know. this gives Enchantress an actual way to win and it stops them from losing to infect which i feel like it probably has not the greatest matchup against yeah um i'm yeah it's the thing i don't know if it's actually better than anything else that's already in enchantress other than that that combo and then you would be able to play crop rotation for uh your sarah's sanctum yeah maybe this could be a board card or board strategy for the uh Opalescence Leyland Leylines deck Ooh. that plays crop rotation <laughs> and a lot of enchantments, right? Yeah. Um, the counters not being able to the thing that would push this card over the top is if counters couldn't be put on planeswalkers. So I mean, there's something to that in that you can play your own planeswalkers with this, and it's not a horrible non-bow. Yeah. Um, uh, it also turns off Cumulative Upkeep, but I don't know if there's anything breakable with that. Oh uh, no, I should say you know it stops uh, Batter Skull, but it does not. It does stop Jitte though. It does stop Jitte and Ether Vial and Chalice. Like those, those are cards that are played, right? Yeah. But so if you're playing you, the three gonna... drop enchantment, you probably aren't too worried about Chalice, truthfully. <laughs> but that's true, and it's interesting because it's like the combo with Dark Depths is the thing that makes this interesting. Does it? How much splash utility does it have? Like, for example, it's good against Infect and Death and Taxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> because of the Jitte, and it's made. You know, if you're playing this, you're you know also you know, able to stop a GTA or um, uh, Aethervile from getting counters. And, you know, two colorless and one colored mana is is castable off your Ancient Tomb mm-hmm. strategies, right? So, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a cool card. We'll see. It's not my favorite way to make Merit Lage in this set, though. We'll get to that in a second. Because <laughs> we are going to move on to blue. We're just going to go in Wooburg order here. Sounds good. Uh, Cunning Survivor. Cunning one in a survivor. Let's find that yep. guy. Go on. It is one in a one in a blue for a creature human warrior that is a one three. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, Cunning Survivor gets plus one plus zero until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. So I talked about some jack. There was a one drop jackal with this with this power or effect, I should say, as well in the mm-hmm. previous set. It's like let's see if this effect gets any more love. And this is that um, there was a prowess guy that did this, where whenever you like the prowess triggered and give it gave it plus one plus zero instead of plus one plus one, and uh, and but it made it unblockable. Mm-hmm. So you know that's a thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, 
interesting mechanic. I don't know if it's ever going to be better than the Prowess decks, though. It's going to be hard to be better than the Prowess decks. Um, but there are some yeah. cards that make this uh, strategy possible. Maybe not in Legacy, Vintage, or Modern, but possibly in Standard. Yep. Cool cool mechanic. I like it. I wish they'd be a little bit more powerful. Okay. Jace's Defeat. One and a blue instant. Counter target blue spell if it was a Jace Planeswalker spell. Scry 2. I mean, do you have to? we have to mention that it, this is like counter target blue spell with upside and legacy, right? I mean, so much blue. It's true. I'm, you know, it's it's a bummer that it's just not like, I mean, if it was like Scry 2 and draw a card if you counter a Jace Planeswalker, I'd be like, this is maybe playable. I feel like it's just touch underpowered to be like, to be there. Like, it's definitely not like, no one's playing Gainsay in right. Legacy, right? <laughs> And if this card, this doesn't even get you a card, is it, you know, much different than Gainsay, truthfully? Like, the amount of times you're going to counter a Jace Planeswalker, pretty pretty slim lately, I would say. Well, it's one of those, like, you know, Teferi's response gets played occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah. like, for this, that new Miracles deck or the Stoneforge deck, this is, like a mirror breaker, you know, to back it up, right? Sure. I mean, against that, against the Miracles deck, there's so many juicy targets, you know, they're going to predict and instead, no, I'm going to counter that and scry two. Well, I guess you're not going to scry two off that, so. Yeah, stupid. Probably shouldn't have put it on here, but counter target blue spell and Legacy seems pretty good. It's it's at least, you know, relevant because there are some decks that um, can't play red, but do right? play blue, you know? You want, you yeah, want your pyroblast, pyroblast effect, but you you can't have it. Although, for one mana, that's the main difference, right? Yeah, well, Flusterstorm is usually what you do in the blue mirrors, but, you know, Flusterstorm not hitting, you know, something like Jace is important, or, you know, someone like Show and Tell being able to work around it. Um, yep. Nibble Obstructionist. Two and a blue for a creature, Bird Wizard. You know, X Wizard is my favorite creature type. <laughs> um, three one uh, with Flash and Flying. Uh, cycling, two and a blue. Uh, and when you cycle Nimble Obstructionist, counter target, activated, or triggered ability, you don't control. So it's a Vendillion Stifle bird. Yes. Right? But um, you don't get the guy, but you get a card. Yeah, you get a card instead. Um, You know, this card's hard to evaluate, aside from that, like, maybe this is the sort of card that, like, Sea Stompy would use. Yep, that's I mean, a little bit... <laughs> maybe it brings Sea Stompy up to... Tier three, right? <laughs> right. Man, I love C Stompy. One day I'm gonna buy that deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know here's the thing that we know Stifle is a good effect in Legacy. And we know like so it's Stifle withdraw a card, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for for an extra for an extra amount, and then you've got a creature in your graveyard, which you can bring back with any number of, of cards in history. I mean Vendillion Click, I don't I don't know if this is exactly the same as Vendillion Click. I think is too much crossover between the two cards. For example, Miracle Triggers or um, Stoneforge Mystic, which is you know where you kind of like be able to get value off a slightly more expensive Stifle. Mm-hmm. Um, Vendillion Click pretty much does the same thing: is that you just bury the Miracle or bury the equipment when they activate it. The note um, here is is that this is an uncounterable Stifle, which is a lot different than a Stifle. Right, and it can only be countered by Stifle, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're getting a card out of it, so you're not going down a card to do this either, which I think is 
I mean, if this just if this didn't have the uh, the creature on it, like I wonder if it, people would be more apt to tr- to try it. But because it just compares so poorly to Vendillion Click as a creature, because you don't get the value out of it and the three one body, yeah, you know, I think that's what's turning people off. But I think two and a and the blue stifle uncounterable stifle or mostly uncounterable stifle that draws you a card would have been looked at. And it's ironic that I think the fact, the problem with it is that people are evaluating it against creatures and not against spells. Yeah. But uh, the other thing is that it's a blue three drop and there's just so much in that space right now. There's a lot of glut there. You've got click, yeah. you've got true name. Leopold. Leo. Yeah. There's a uh, lot. Yeah. So, but it's a cool card that maybe could see some sideboard play or maybe with, you know, there's there's people always trying to get Unearthed to be a thing, and this would be a cool card with Unearthed, cycle and draw, and then you could Unearth it, and if you've got some sort of Cycling Matters theme as well, Unearth also cycles. So. Yeah. Um, all right, what was next on here? Riddle Form. Oh, I really like this card. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> in this card. <laughs> Riddle Form is one of the blue for an enchantment. And it says, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may have riddle form become a 3-3 Sphinx creature with flying in addition to its other types until end of turn. Two and a blue, scry one. So, what do you make of this thing? So, this is an interesting card. So, it's not... It, it wants to be in a Delver deck that can afford to scry when it's running out of gas, it seems like, which is hard, right? Yeah, I, I mean... It's like, it's not, you don't want it in a Delver deck, but you want it in a Delver style deck. Yes. Right? So, like, you know, I thought Standstill, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, you have to well, cast an yeah, Creature that's spell, not so right? Great. So yeah, it's not so great. Yeah, I'm like, oh, like, well, you gotta cast it, then yeah. I mean, even the deck I was playing with, uh, what's that bouncy guy? Um, uh, Thing in the Ice. Right. Yeah. I mean, sort of similar thing here, where you're casting spells and then, but you're getting the three three whatever you attack, and as long as you have lightning bolt, abrupt decay, fatal push, pyroblast, yeah, it's like there's so I know. Many, it's so uh, it's so easy to target this guy, right? Like, there's just so many ways to get this off of the board, and you're not gaining any. I wish you. I wish it was like three three hex proof, like three three flying almost isn't enough right now like just being like i can be bolted or fatal pushed you know or yeah or pyroblasted is just like almost every piece of removal in the format hits this guy right now yeah and it's two and a blue to scry one if the other if the other um ability on it was better maybe you yeah. think about it i mean it's you know i guess there's an idea here like if you're kind of like getting to like a top deck war and then you can start like scrying at their end of turn to find a thing to cast that makes this a real thing, and then yeah. you attack with it. But what kind of deck doesn't have a better finisher than this? Yeah, but it's, it's a cool. A, it's, it's tough, right? Like, it, so yeah. I could see myself in, in in Magical Christmas Land playing this as a sideboard card against Miracles if Miracles ever became like enough of a problem. Uh, yeah. If I was on Rug. Right, I could be like, okay, well, like now I can get to a point where you've wiped my board, and I can start scrying to find out what I'm, you know, find more dudes slash ways to just poke at you for three damage every now and again. But like, I don't know, it's it, it, there's not enough there. I think I'd, you know, there's so many other cards that you'd rather play. 
I know. But it's so cool. Oh, well. It's a neat card. It's a neat card, yep. Uh, boy, I sent you this a couple days ago, and now I can't remember why I did some of these things. The, the, I know I remember this one, though. Striped Riverwinder. Ah, yes. Uh, I saw this, and I immediately knew why you sent it to me. Yeah. Okay. Six and a blue. Hexproof. Five, five. Creature Serpent. Cycling. Blue. Why did I send this to you? You sent it to me because it's a possible reanimation target. Right, because what does it do? It puts itself in the graveyard. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, this, this, I mean, I don't think it'll put blue, black reanimator back on the map. The black, red reanimator looks pretty good right now. But it, this, this is a strong candidate. I mean, if, if your opponent can't target your guy that you brought back into play, um, generally that's game over for them uh, if you have a 5-5 five five on the board, you know? Okay, so turn 2-5-5, five five, or turn 1, but or like, think one, about five it. Five, like, right? yeah, this thing pitches to force. Right, mm-hmm. so it's not terrible multiple. Oh, well, I mean, in the worst, it cycles, right? Yeah, it cycles. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, like, you know, you sort of maybe your opponent knows you're playing Reanimator, and you pass with like an underground C up, and they're expecting that in Tomb, so they hold up Spell Pierce, and then you just cycle this <laughs> and draw a card, and then you you know reanimate, and they Spell Pierce that, but you just pitch another one of these to Force, and then you just have a five five with Hexproof. I don't know. I mean. Chancer of the Annex is not the worst, and that's a five-six. Yeah, with no with with sort of pseudo protection, but it doesn't pitch to force. It doesn't bend itself. Doesn't give you a card when it bends itself. I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested in. I'm, I would wonder what kind of matchup you want this in, right? Yeah, I mean, this card's um, worth mentioning at the very least. Yeah, I mean, like when you go to the show and tell plan. You can board out, like you board in a bunch of these, or you just have a bunch of them in, so that if they don't land Graph Digger's Cage, but you don't have as many as many discard outlets, you can just put this in the graveyard. Yep. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, creature that bends itself. This is. I feel like uh, these these creatures are getting a little bit are a little bit better in this set than you know the things that were that have been in like uh, Scourge or whatever the last set was with cycling Scar- yeah. uh, Shards of Lara. Um. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Supreme Will. Two and a blue. Instant. Choose one. Counter target spell unless its controller pays three. Or look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So this is a modal spell that is mana leak or impulse. You're asking one... me to choose between two amazing magic cards. And right. it hurts my brain. I just always want to choose both of them. Imagine in 1998, someone's like, yeah, we're going to staple these cards together. <laughs> It'll be one more mana. Can you dig it? I'll be like, yes, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, because I'm going to pitch a card to my uh, Cadaverous Bloom to pay the two here. And then uh, <laughs> I don't think this sees any legacy play, but it's, you know, Mana League stapled to Impulse. And it's one of those things where it's like, is this my 60th card in some sort of blue combo deck, like, yeah, like show and tell? Mono blue show and tell, like using this as like a possible counterspell slash way to find the other piece of your combo. I don't think that's that bad. I don't know well, that I play it. I might, I might say it's an instant, right? So it's probably better than pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, piece of the puzzle gets played. And another thing to point out: this is so dig through time. Uh, was look at the top eight and choose two mm-hmm. or something like that. So imp- it's really just 2x impulse, right? Dig through time. Mm-hmm. So if you're on this, if you're on like I'm playing Omniscience as a plan, you have this card in your deck to sort of like 
help you find whatever else you need to find, whether it's Cunning Wish or whatever, or to protect the combo. Yeah. And the mana doesn't matter at that point. I mean, that's sort of like, you know, Ancestral Memories has been played in that deck now. You know, it's 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 something to consider, Mono Blue Omnitel, but I wonder I wonder about Modern for this card as well. You know, there's no Impulse in Modern. They have Anticipate, which is one in a blue, but it's one card less. But. Yeah, the the looking at four cards is a, is a giant difference, and this is a card that like blue has been missing in in standard for a very long time. Yep. All right, so two in a blue. I think let's see, one, two. We talked about three cards that are two in a blue instant, essentially. Uh, two in a blue for tragic lesson, which is an instant. Tragic lesson with a gory like dead bird. Uh, <laughs> sorry about instant. your bird god. Yeah, sorry about you. Draw two cards, then discard a card unless you return a land you control to its owner's hand. So, I mean, this is kind of fringy, but I thought, nice wasteland, I'm going to just draw two, then bring it back. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely one way to do it, right? Um, uh, yeah, it's tough, though, because like, if you have that kind of mana, your opponent wastelands you... You know, uh, I mean, okay, so if you are uh, playing this mono blue uh, show-and-tell deck, right, it's a great mm-hmm. way to keep your, uh, what's it called, your City of Traders uh, from being put into the graveyard when you want to play another land. Right. This is an instant, right? So, like, yeah. you hold it back into turn, you're like, hey, I'm going to do Tragic Lesson, bounce my soul into my hand, now I can play my other land. Uh, past turn, go, and then the next turn you play your soul land again and you don't have to lose it. It's also always just catalog, like draw two cards, discard a card, return yeah. to blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, that's not terrible. I mean, the return your land, return a land is, you know, depends on how important you think that is. Something like it comes into play land with an effect like Bojuka Bog, um, or I think Bojuka Bog is probably the one that's played the most, right? Uh, mm-hmm. something that's a one-of, like a one-of land, Academy Ruins, maybe, that you want to hold on to. Um, that land that makes an 0-1 Sapperling token? <laughs> yeah, that guy. I don't, again, it's like, it's a cool design. It's a blue card. It says draw two cards. I mean, Predict is played, right? Yep. Like, Predict is now a played card. And this isn't, you know, it's not Predict, but Predict isn't this. You know, it's not guaranteed two cards. Or, you know, late in the game, if you just have a bunch of lands in play and you draw two cards and one of them is Brainstorm, you don't need this land. Now you can return, now you can just shuffle it away. Yeah. And then cast Brainstorm on your next turn and you could have a pretty sick hand. But, all right, we went through all the blue cards that I wanted to talk about. Let's move on to black. I have lots of things to say about some of these black cards. Interesting. I'm, I'm surprised by that, actually. Uh, okay. Well, let's start with Amid Eternal. Two and a blue. For a creature, zombie, crocodile, demon. <laughs> Finally, cavern on crocodile, demon will be. Yes. Uh, it is a five-five, and it has a new ability called afflict, and it's afflict three. So afflict X means whenever this creature becomes blocked, defending player loses X life, and so in this case, it's three life. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, put a minus one minus one counter on Amit Eternal. And then whenever it deals combat damage to a player, remove all minus one, minus one counters from it. Okay, how does this not get slotted directly into Blackbird Reanimator? That's an interesting question. So, like, this is an, an amazing sideboard uh, 
card for anybody running graveyard hate. You're just like, now I'm on the Phyrexian Negator plan. Well, this is better than Phyrexian Negator. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> because you don't ba- have to Back in the it. day, you cast Phyrexian Negator when your opponent was, was you were a combo deck and your opponent was like, oh, I've got, I'm just going to side in counter spells. And you're like, okay, Dark Ritual Negator, you're dead. You know, this is the same kind of card. And I think it's better. Well, it's certainly this afflict this afflictability is interesting because this is a five five, right? So mm-hmm. assume it's at least a four four attacking into a true name, and they block it. You're they're still taking three. Yeah, you take right. Three. Yeah, um, and against a deck, yeah, I mean, ritualing this out or you know, ancient tomb swamp it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just an early five five like that. I mean, again, it's like Gurmag Angler's played, right? Yep, <laughs> Gurmag Angler's a played card. Um, yeah, I've got. I was. I'm a little thrown, but you're right. I mean, I could definitely see that as a sideboard plan if you're like they're bringing in Graft Digger's Cage, so I'm just getting off this plan, and now I'm on the like Dark, dark Ritual this thing out or Lotus Petal it out. You're literally on the like. You're already on a plan because of this deck that is like multi something that you can keep, and this just adds to the multi something you can keep plan. Uh, did Zach Barash write about this on Hitchers of the Coast? The history of Phyrexian Negators? I forget who it was exactly. I but think, yes. There's, yeah, yeah. There's a good article on Hipsters about uh, the history of these Phyrexian Negator-type cards where uh, you have this under, under-costed thing. I, I think it's cool that it's back. I wonder what it'll do. It is a cool card. Um, all right. Bantu's Last Reckoning. So, one black and a black sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. Yeah, I mean, right, you got a lot to say about it's it's real simple. This is this is a fine card if you're some sort of black control deck. You know, uh, I think if you are playing uh, like the the pox deck, you probably don't necessarily want this because you're not your opponent's not getting a bunch of this stuff out. But it's a fine sideboard card um, if you're that deck. Um, I can't really think of any other deck that really wants to play an effect like this because. If you're playing black, you're probably also playing uh, what's it called Deathrite Shaman. So like, you don't want to cast this on turn two ever, you know. And you certainly don't want to lose cards for it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with it's a three mana wrath, and and things can happen, like elves can happen, or yep. true name can happen. Yeah, exactly. Young Pyromancer. This is, this is a fine sideboard card for that stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, the one thing that Pox does have though is Dark Ritual, which would sort of get away from the. Like, a late Dark Ritual, you know, you can just turn it into this. Yeah. Um, which is good. I, I think that... I, I don't know this will be played. It's being compared to Toxic Deluge. And I think they're not the same card uh, by any by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, uh, you know, the question is whether or not the turn early compared to something like Damnation or the one mana less, you know, talking about days or something like that, is worth the fact that you don't get to play your next turn. Um, but you know, if you, if you've wiped the board, the worst they're going to do is play more creatures. Right. And if you're a black deck, you're probably going after their hand. So they, you know, they're not just going to have a bunch of creatures held back necessarily. I mean, you never know, but like elves can have a bunch of creatures held back, but elves can beat a toxic deluge or a shrivel or whatever you want. Right. So correct. Yep. They're built to beat that. So this is just another option for a more heavy black control deck. I think I I wouldn't sleep on anything that kills true name nemesis. I agree. uh, For three man. 
Uh, speaking of somewhat like that, Liliana's defeat. This is another one of the all the Gatewatch players get destroyed thing. Mm-hmm. It is a one black mana sorcery. Destroy target black creature or black planeswalker. If that permanent was a Liliana planeswalker, her controller loses three life. Um, I would say that this card is awesome for any any deck playing black as a sideboard card against any other deck playing black. Uh, specifically because paying one mana to kill your opponent's Gurmog Angler, amazing. Paying one oh mana to kill your opponent's Deathrite Shaman, just fine. Killing their, their Liliana, even better. Like, this card is really all upside, um, and probably the best of this cycle, I, I particularly believe, because paying one mana to kill a, a Deathrite Shaman is always worth it. I have, that is exactly why I want to talk about this card. The one creature you did not mention is Leovold. Yeah, and Leovold. That but is a black creature. going to draw a card off that. Yeah, but one mana way to kill Leovold. Yeah, that's In fine. black, I mean. I'm happy uh, with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a mirror breaker for those matches, is, yeah. is the deal. Liliana doesn't get played a lot. What else is black? Oh, Baleful Strix is black. Mm-hmm. Um and Grizzlebrand is black. I Grizzlebrand mean, you know. is a black creature. Yes. That is true. Grizzlebrand, uh, Grizzlebrand is a black creature. Uh, so plenty of utility in the format. I think Leovold and Deathrite Shaman really sort of up this from where it would have been a couple years ago. Um, yeah. Something like uh, Deathmark. You know, you can, like Deathmark's a one-mana way to kill Leovold and Deathrite, but doesn't kill Gurmag Angler. I mean, Gurmag Angler is is actually the card that's hard for Black Decks to deal with yeah. because of Fatal Push. You have, you have Fatal you have Push. To and play, to uh, you have to play Dismember, and that's no fun. No one wants to take four Dismember, damage. Yeah, Dismember or have to Edict it. So, yeah. Uh, that's why I thought this card could be played. We'll see. If you're in like one of those heavy, mid-rangey metagames, it's definitely good. Uh, okay, okay. Torment of Hailfire, and I put slash Torment of Scarabs. Uh, okay, so Torment was actually a discarded mechanic for this set. Basically, the mechanic is each opponent loses three life unless that player sacrifices a non-land permanent or discards a card. So Torment of Hailfire is X black and a black and says to repeat that process X times. Torment of Scarabs is three and a black for an enchantment that's a curse that enchants a player, and the enchanted player does it at the beginning of their upkeep. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So, Bantu's Last Reckoning is a good pox card. These are marginal pox cards, but it's a cool effect. I don't know. It's tough, right? Because, like, I could see if you are a pox player and you are playing with Dark Ritual, perhaps. Or you're just way ahead of your opponent, um, and you want to kill them. You know, it's it's tough because like your opponent, it, it's it's like uh, what is it? Uh, oh man, what is that? Uh, Death Wave. Yes, um, not Death Wave. Uh, Death Cloud. That's no, what I thought. Not Death Cloud. I'm talking about the card from uh, Avicen Restored that was like, oh, your opponent loses X life for each c- creature he keeps in play. You're right. As it's, I think it's Death Wind. Death Death Wind, maybe. No, yeah. that's that's not it. No, that can't be it. <laughs> that is an Avacyn Sword. Okay, hold on, everybody. We're gonna figure this out. Um, I know what card you're talking about. It was each player they, they sacrifice a creature or pay X life. Killing Wind, Killing Wave, Killing, killing wave. wave, Killing Wave. Yeah, 
Killing Wave. So um, Killing Wave said uh, black and X, and your opponent pays X life for each creature he has or sacrifices that creature. Right, and I so, used to play that in that zombie deck in Standard because yeah. you just sacrifice all your stuff. And it wasn't your <laughs> opponent, it was literally each player. So, each player. So uh, it's different because, you know, Blood Blood Artist was a card, obviously. Yep. So it was it was interesting to play a Blood Artist, not to mention you had stuff like Undying and stuff like, going, like that going on during yep. Standard at the time. But what I'm saying is that card often was not good enough, even though, like, you kind of built your deck around it. Because sometimes your opponent's like, yeah, I'll just like let all my creatures die and pay seven life for this one and swing and kill you, you know. Yeah. So giving your opponent uh, the option to know, like, it's not like a factor fiction option. It's an obvious option for your opponent. Uh, they have all the information they need for the most part, and it's like, do I die or do I lose a couple of dudes and my yep. hand? So or my hand. Yeah. It's it's tough. <laughs> do because... I die or not? Yeah, it's it's tough because it's like this card's cool, but maybe not good enough if your opponent has uh like four cards in his hand and three dudes on the board. It's like now you gotta yep. pay nine mana to make this an impactful card. Yep, I think that's a good analysis. I I agree. It's a player's the player's choice. If there's any sort of deck that can pressure their life total and kill their board and then drop this. But if your deck can pressure their life total and their board and their hand, you probably don't need this card to win. Yeah, this is this is this card <laughs> or this wants to be in Pox, to but Pox doesn't need it. Yeah, because you're just gonna play. Well, you're I mean, people gonna, probably like, just play the Abyss. Yeah, you're just gonna make sure your opponent doesn't have cards in his hand slash things on the board. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's what the nope. deck already does. You know, very very correct. Um. All right, so with that, let's move on to red. I'm going to actually tack... Oh, I did put on here. Okay, good. I thought I forgot to put a card on here at the end, but uh, red has some interesting cards in this set. I was I was pretty... It was, well, this is a card that I had con- conceived of, and unfortunately, it was just slightly not good enough for what I wanted, but I think it's worth talking about. That is a braid. One and a red. For an instant, choose one. A braid deals three damage to target creature or destroy target artifact. If this cost one mana, I would play it. If but this it cost did four two. damage. Oh, if this did four damage. Could you imagine? Here's the thing. Is this card actually better because it costs two mana in the deck that I want to play it in? Because Chalice on one is a son of a bitch, right? And so I would want to play it as a two mana card. But for three da- three damage for two mana, I just can't afford to play it. If it did three damage to a creature or player, I would play it. It just does it to creatures. If it did four damage to a creature, I might play it, you know? Because it would kill Thought Not Seer. Yeah. My thing, that my, my thing was always, like, I need we need a card that can kill Thought Not Seer and Chalice. Yeah. For, like, your sort of rug deck, yeah. right? Yeah, this card's <laughs> just not good enough. It needs It needed a little bit of spice. Um, well, I don't. Th- I think that would be a pretty busted standard card, unfortunately. But uh, so that's why we didn't get it. I still think this card can see play. Um, you know, smash a smithereen slot. You know, yeah. Um, it destroys a walking ballista at any size, um, and it does three. Which so um, I mean, like so. Let's say like, um, for uh, Jeskai Mentor in Vintage, like. You can probably kill a mentor with this. They have to cast two spells, right, to yeah. trigger it. Um, and it destroys 
in the workshop matchup a lot. Obviously, <laughs> it destroys a lot of artifacts in the workshop matchup, but yeah, it does. So it's like a mirror mirror slash other deck breaker in uh, in vintage if that's the kind of thing they're into. Um, but yeah, three kills Leovold, which is good. So it kills most relevant items and destroys an artifact. So I don't know. Interesting. Coldagon's command for one mana more, you know, but two colors. Yeah. So you got you got you've got some space in there, and that similar cards like Coldagon's command, like Smash of the Rings, are played. Um, it doesn't go to the head, unfortunately. Uh, this card I just I just thought was so weird. Blur of Blades, one and a red instant. Put a minus one minus one counter on target creature. Blur of Blades deals two damage to that creature's controller. Yeah, like, I, so I looked at this and I was like, well, what does it kill that I want to kill and then pay the extra mana to, like, shock my opponent with, right? Yeah. Um, and that's that's the real question, is like, is there enough, are there enough targets to make this good? Yeah, and, I, and the thing is, like, the minus one, minus one counter is not something red normally does. They're getting it for this set. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you know is shrinking something and shocking and shocking enough like then you can perhaps block something like a uh, Gurmag Angler with your Gurmag Angler or Tarmogoyf. Um You yeah. know it does kill a lot of the you know it just, there's a lot of X ones like killing X ones is a thing. It also doesn't have to kill the creature to do the damage, unlike something like Searing Blaze or um, not Searing Blaze. Searing Blood has to kill the creature. Searing Blaze uh, does does not, but uh, you have to have landfall for Searing Blaze to do more than one. So, um, I mean, this also draws your opponent too if you target as Leovold. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Oh no, just draw yeah, that's... one. Just draw some one. Whenever you become player. a target. Yeah, it's, you're just oh yeah, it doesn't target the player. Okay, tar- yeah, yeah. Targeting your opponent. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that Red got a minus one, minus one counter. There might be some reason to use this at some point. There's another X one that really just starts taking over, but. There probably aren't enough to make it worth it. It's like what, like, it doesn't even kill uh, Deathrite Shaman, which is the problem. It gets rid yeah. of Hierarch, which is cool. Uh, most kills almost every infect creature you care about, but like, Red has better answers to infect than like giving it a paying two mana to like shock your opponent and kill a dude. For example, a braid might just be a better yeah, card. Yeah, braid's probably <laughs> better. You're just like, oh, well, that's a really cool. Ink Moth Nexus you had, it'd be a shame if something happened to it, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. Another one in red. Firebrand Archer. Creature Human Archer. 2-1. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Firebrand Archer deals one damage to each opponent. Hmm. This is, you know, it's it's in that prowess space. Yeah. If this was a 1-1 one, one that costs one mana... Would I play it? Mm. Yeah, no. yeah I, I, for two mana, I just think it's it's not good enough, unfortunately. But for one mana, looking at that, I'm like, would I play this if it was, like, worth, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's sort of a bummer. Like, this card basically just tacks on an extra damage to every burn spell you have. Right. Um, it's not, I mean... What is played in the burn deck? Goblin Guide, uh, Eidolon, Eidolon, and uh, Monastery Swiss Spear. Yeah, that's and they're all better than this by a large margin. Yeah, um, 
It's sort of, yeah, it's sort of like a non-symmetrical Eidolon in a way. I mean, that you get to cast stuff and do the damage. It, it, it's the poor it's man's Eidolon, yeah. Stuff, but whether or not it's better than something like uh, Storm, Chaser, Mage. The other thing is, like, once you add this to your burn deck, you're taking out non-creature spells, probably. I don't know if there's, like, you know, I guess it beats, it helps beat Leyline of Sanctity by attacking and doing damage. Although, I guess you can't, you can't cast a non-creature spell at your opponent, so never mind. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not going to make it, but uh card to have to watch out for. All right, Hazaret's Undying Fury. This is uh, another one of these God Cycle cards. Um, I wonder if we talk about all of them. Let me check my little list here. Uh, one, we two, didn't three. talk about the green one, but we should, or the we blue one. Green. We didn't talk about the blue one, which I didn't think was worth it. We can go back if you want, but Mm-mm. no, the one's not it's good. control <laughs> magic that doesn't that doesn't let your lands untap. You can just play control magic in Legacy, guys. Yeah, you can literally just play control <laughs> magic, right? Or Jace the Mind Sculptor. It's two and two. Okay, Hazard's Undying Fury, four red, red sorcery. Shuffle your library and exile the top four cards. You may cast any number of non-land cards with converted mana cost, five or less, from among them without paying their mana costs. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. If you are in a deck that is resolving this card, there is not another untap step. Because <laughs> your combo either fizzles or you win. Yeah, that's this weird. is It's close to Mind's Desire. It's not Mind's Desire. Right? Because you can't chain these, like you can't hit another one of these, which is why it's five or less. Right? Yeah. It's tough, man. Um, like, this is a weird one. This is a real weird one. This is one that probably works with the um, the 1-4 guy. Yes, which is, that's why, I, actually, that's why I put him on this list. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a second. Uh, one, of my, uh, one of my friends is trying to build a mono-red storm deck that plays this and all the red rituals and a bunch of Burning Wish and then a bunch of cost reducers to make it affordable. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, Ruby Medallion and uh, um, not oh, Horde of Greed. Um, Helm of Helm Awakening. of Awakening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's got this deck where it's like, yeah, you get a helm or a ruby down, you start like ripping through your deck, and then eventually you burning wish for grape shot. Um, so that's that's where it's going. But uh, I don't know. It's it's close to mine's desire, but not quite. Um, and you know, you need more business along with it, probably. Yeah. But you know, it casts Pass in Flames. It casts uh, um, Reforge the Soul, which is Wheel of Fortune. That's that's all business. So. Definitely a combo card. I don't know if we'll ever see it. I don't know if it's ever going to be like a value card, like the big red deck, because they don't have a lot that's five or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, gonna, but can you imagine, like, they play this, like, and then they just hit, like, another seething song, and then they threw the breach or <laughs> something? I don't know. Or they hit through the breach? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, or they could just play, like, a bunch of Sin Prodders off of it. Um, but power, it's a powerful effect that maybe will probably not ever do anything. Like many six-mana red sorceries, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so the card you were talking about, 1-4 guy, is Wildfire Eternal. It is 3 and a red for a creature zombie jackal cleric. It has Afflict 4, so remember when this card was creature becomes blocked, defending player loses 4 life. Whenever it attacks and isn't blocked, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your hand without paying its mana cost. I like this so, card. 3 and a red is probably just too much, but that's a hell of a choice for your opponent there. Know. 
I don't think it's too much. I think that if you're playing a like Blood Moon, Soul Land, Chalice of the Void style deck with this and some big giant sorceries um, that like are just very impactful, you can probably play this guy. And not to mention, just like this is a four four for four that your opponent really has to wonder if he if he blocks or not, just because he's like, well, you know. I might, if I don't block this, I might die. Right, and again, it goes right through a true name. Like, it's not going to die to a true name, and they're going to take four. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, they're going to lose four life. So, yeah. Um, there's no, there's no like, shenanigans with damage prevention there. Um, yeah, the problem, yeah, I think the problem that I can't really conceive of a deck that wants, that can cast and, and attack with this card and has instance or sorceries that matter in the middle of combat like that's the problem right yeah you know most red instance or sorceries that are played are are like lightning boltish you know i mean or something like seething song is terrible with this yeah because you just go to your next phase but searing blaze right boom take 10 yeah right exactly um, um no but i think i think there are probably you know we don't really look wind, at these yeah. Yeah, Searing Wind, that's right. There, there are cards that we don't normally look at that are like six, seven, eight mana for a red spell that are just like, we're like never playing that in any format other than Commander. So, that's, you yeah. know, like there's got to be there's got to be some cards that red has that you're just like, man, if I resolved one of those in Legacy, that'd be over. Like, unfortunately, this is an X4. If it was an X5, like just playing Wildfire... Eternal into Wildfire would probably be fine. Yeah, that would be pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it dies to its own Wildfire. Um, but you're that's you're totally right about that. It's like this is sort of like another seeding song that you're going to seeding song into whatever card that you're talking about that we don't know what yeah. it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean that's not nothing. And I think uh, I mean it also doesn't playing... have to be right. You could like you could play um, uh, like any of the delves but like the you know the delve spells yeah. like the delve time walk you could just you know have that get another turn um which might be good if this deck also has something like goblin rabble master or something in it but um yeah it's just it's just hard it's hard to conceive of the deck but i think someone could find so could unlock it and you know make a splash in a tournament or make a splash on twitch right yeah you're gonna be like, "What is this person doing?" And you're gonna try and do it. It sucks. That's how it, that's how it works. Um, <laughs> I mean, right. that's that's because you try those things. I never try those things. Yeah. Yeah, you never try those things. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to try that that freaking uh, uh, Duran uh, other card that attack that makes a toughness power with the tireless tribe deck I saw in hipsters. Aerial I wanted formation? to try that. So, yeah, it's got it's salt formation. Assault it's got formation, tireless tribe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a turn two kill if you do it right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh anyway, green. Uh oh, I gotta close my there we go. Have one of those uh, uh your computers being destroyed things pop up. Oh jeez. Alright. Life goes on, which is actually the name of the card, not a it's way a to talk wonderful, about it. Wonderful yeah. wonderful show. Yeah. Is there a card called? There's a card called Growing Pains, right? Let's go. Let's go to Magic Cards <laughs> Info. Oh, I was man. thinking when I saw this card, like how many of these cards already exist? Now there is not a Growing Pains. Is there a Pee Wee's Playhouse card? Not a Full House. Is there a Step by Step? Full House. 
Come on, everybody. We're, we're going to get back to it. <laughs> Went right off the rails. If you, if you, if you search step-by-step step on Magic Cards on info, it says, did you mean the abyss? <laughs> so, kind of. So, write in. If you know any Magic Cards that are also the names of shows, you know, like Murphy Brown the Card, you know, let us Who's know. Who's the boss? Like, are they out of names? Is that why life goes on as a card? Just like, There's a card eh. in the set called Farm to Market, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Life goes on as a instant for one green mana. You gain four life. If a creature died this turn, you gain eight life instead. I did do homework. There is not another one mana you gain eight life out there. Um, and, you know, if burn is enough of a problem for you... This could be a sideboard card. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also like a, a an amazing counter to Searing Blaze or Searing Blood. Um, so, or, you know, uh, what is it? Fury of Blades or Blur yeah, No, of you're right, you're right. You know, I, I, had to, I had to get there for a second, but yes, if a creature died this turn. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's worth two Sylvan Library activations if you uh, sacrifice something to Cabal Therapy. But, uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, we're just, I'm just saying, sideboard, potential sideboard card... You know, we talk about these. We've talked about these black mid-range decks. That is a really tough burn. Is a really tough matchup there, and just being able to be like fatal push your guy, gain eight off two cards is probably honestly where you want to be at times. Yeah. Um, feed the clan has been played. This is not feed the clan. Um, the card that returns a land and you gain six life, uh, which is escaping me, um, is also been played in legacy and modern. So potential. I think this will see some play. Uh, okay, what else is on the green one? All right. <laughs> I've been waiting for this card for three weeks. Ramunov Excavator. Yeah. Two and a has. green. <laughs> creature Naga Cleric. This is a 2-3 Creature Naga Cleric. For two and a green, you may play land cards from your graveyard. Yeah, this is a card <laughs> that that is basically another magic card. Uh, it it actually just should say Magus of the Crucible of, of the, the, the World. Crucible, yeah. yeah. My feeling about this is that we know that uh, Crucible is a good card. We know that Green Sun Zenith is a good card. There's got to be some way that this is a one-of. I mean, there's so many decks that can play this. Agrolome, Maverick, they already exist, right? Yeah. Um, I played a lot of Loam recently. I played a lot of Maverick in my day. I, I, I and I was always be like, they'd never made this. Maybe if they made like a Green Suns Invisible Crucible, this deck could be good. Oh, okay. There it is. So now I feel I feel pressured to play it. Um, but like, I think this this is you know it's got a lot like it's better than Crucible for a couple of reasons. One is that it's tutorable. Mm-hmm. By Green Sun Zenith, which is a very powerful and highly played card. The other is that the second one isn't nothing because it attacks for t- two. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like it was even thinking about something like the Dark Depths deck, the Green Black Dark Depths combo deck, sort of yeah. all in combo deck. Um, you know, this is a thing that's a clock and threatens to re- to reassemble your combo if somehow they deal yeah. with your Dark Depths. I mean, if you play this they- with uh, Sol- Solemnity, right? And dark depths, you're just you're just right. every turn. Here's a twenty twenty. Can you deal with this twenty twenty? Can you deal with this one? How about this one? That's true. That's a good combo. That is a combo that now I will play. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna I I'm very excited for this card. I think there's a lot you can do with it. Um, just 
I don't know. Every format, maybe. Every format where every sort of non-rotating format can use a Crucible. Crucible's an awkward card because you know it's good, but you don't want to play four of them, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so this, even if you don't, like, I know there's no Green Sons of the Earth in modern, but you can play four of them. It's a 2-3 creature. Like, it's not nothing on top of it, so. Yeah, anytime I've resolved a Crucible in, in modern... Uh, especially if I have a Ghost Quarter or Tech Edge, it's, it's always been uh, not fun for my opponents. Right. Um, exactly. And in Legacy, there's just so much. Cabal Pit, Barbarian Ring. Oh, yeah. yeah just so much you can do. Zoran Orb. Uh, Ronus's Last Stand. Green, green, sorcery. Create a 5-4. Green snake creature token. Lands you control don't untap during your next untap step. Yeah, like, chaining this into itself again uh, with, with like, a Deathrite Shaman. Like, turn one, Deathrite Shaman. Turn two, this, and another Deathrite Shaman, or, like, a Fatal Push on your guy's thing, into untap my Deathrite Shaman, play a land, play another one of these. Like, yeah, it's a card that I, I think it would be foolish to sleep on completely, but I also think that a 5-4, not as good as a 5-5 five, five, or a 4-5. Right. In this case, you're talking about Tarmogoyf as a 4-5 or just, like, filling up your graveyard and playing a Gurmag Angler, right? Yeah. Yep. You could Snapcaster this. I mean, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, just... I, I, I can't hate on this card at all. I think that this card has potential. Um, in Legacy, maybe. In Modern, more than likely. Um, in standard, I'm sure that this is going to be a breakout card in standard. Yeah, maybe. I I don't I don't know enough about standard to be honest to know if a five four for two is good. All I know is that this when I is... was paying when I was paying basically three mana for a five four that had haste, which is basically what this is, right? For two mana, this is a five four that's a turn out earlier. That yeah. it was it, my deck was probably one of the best decks in standard that no one was playing. That was that legends deck. That was like turn one elf, turn two, uh, what's that guy? Uh, Yasova, turn three, Sirok the hunt, the hunt collar, and like literally the, my opponent's turn, my opponent's game ended on turn four most times when I played like Pelucranos and, and swung at him. So having out a, a five four a turn earlier might be better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely uh, applications for two mana five four, which. Uh, they, there was a card in Consitark here that made like a XX if you had a creature out. So I think this is this is better than that. That said, um, if when your opponent uh, inevitably fatally pushes uh, your your uh, two drop five four and basically time walks you, gross. Or spell pierces your creature. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> not, not good. At least you get to untap. Yeah. All right. That's it for green. Uh, let's go to gold. Oh, sorry, multicolored. Sorry, wizards. <laughs> uh oh, wizard site is acting up here. There it is. Okay. Well, what's the gold card? Or cards? Blood water. Blood. It's multicolored, is what it said. Ah. Um, and then it didn't load. It just gave me nothing. But then I clicked and reloaded it. Blood water entity. One blue, red. Creature Elemental, Flying Prowess. When Bloodwater Entity enters the battlefield, you may put target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard on top of your library. It is a 2-2. I think this is an amazing Windrake with Prowess for limited. 
you don't think that anyone's going to put uh, Miracle Time Walk on top of their library? Thunderous Wrath. Possibility, right? You could, yeah. Thunderous Wrath is 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 the card I would say is it would be the most fun to put up there. Um, maybe, maybe I wasn't thinking about miracles. Pyroblastable three drop, three mana two two. Yeah, I don't know. It's In tough. Wintry. Yeah, you're talking about that clogged up three drop spot too. That's right, but the prowess deck doesn't have a ton of them. You know, a deck yeah. that wants this effect. Whoa. Everything's right. fine. Nothing is everything's nothing's okay. nothing's messed Everything up. under control situation normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Eli and I just watched uh, a new hope before we started this. Um yeah, I mean prowess creature, red blue. It, there's there's someone will play it. Uh obelisk spider. One black and green. It is a creature spider. Uh reach. Whenever obelisk spider deals combat damage to a creature, put a minus one minus one counter on that creature. Whenever you put one or more minus one minus one counters on a creature, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. It is a one four. So this card's really good in multiples. Yeah, especially if um, both both uh, of them get to trigger that turn. I think that's like eight life. This thing blocks and kills a Delver, like a flip Delver, without dying itself, and it drains them, mm-hmm. um, which is not nothing. I don't. I didn't do research. I should have. I should have done more homework on this. But um, like, it does that. And it's basically. I guess it's basically giant spider with a little with like some extra text. But it's green sun zenithable. It grinds. You can grind out your opponent. It can stop creatures from attacking you in the air. Annoying ones like uh, Sarah Avenger, mm-hmm. right? Flicker wisp. I mean, this kills a flicker wisp. I mean, here here's uh, the thing that stood out to me is it, let's assume that. You have many of these out, like more than one, and each of them is giving a creature a negative one counter, right? That is, it's like almost exponential. Like, if you get to trigger one time for each of these, that's four life on each on each creature. Let's say you have four out. It's a four life swing, yeah. Right? It's a four life swing per one negative one, negative one counter, right? But just having two two of them out, right? And your opponent's swinging in or you're swinging in. And he's blocking, unlikely, right? It's it's still like four. It's four life again if it's just two of them, right? Like two plus two minus two each way. This is good in that Duran deck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess uh, the other thing is like you know it's minus one minus one counter upside. So you know serrated arrows. <laughs> we want yeah, to do that. Yeah. There hey, you go. Serrated that, arrows. Right? Uh, you know other infect creatures that you may be playing. Right, actually, that's a good point about infect. So you can, uh, yeah. Um, so if they have solemnity out, your creatures still have infect. Oh, I guess counters can't be placed. Never Proliferate. <laughs> I mean, that's not nothing. I mean, it, there's, there's, I don't know. In legacy, there's not a lot of room for a lot of fun anymore. But uh, if you are having fun, this is a fun card. It's an interesting card to say the least. Yeah. I mean, just something like elves, like just something the green sun zenith for that can stop a delver from clocking you to death. Yeah, you know, is not nothing. And uh, yeah, um, okay. Uh, oh, these are still technically multicolored cards. They are the um, split cards. Claim to fame. Claim is a one black mana sorcery. Return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Fame. 
One and a red sorcery. Cast this spell only from your graveyard. Target creature gets plus two, plus O, oh, and gains haste until end of turn. Uh, you've got an idea for this card. Yeah, Told I mean, Death Shadow obviously is is the way to go with this card, but um, wait, did I tell you something else? No, you told me I was thinking about Legacy Death Shadow. I'm yeah, I think text this, right this might be like a leg- like a card that brings Death Shadow to Legacy and makes it like real playable, right? Like for three mana, you can haste out a plus two'd Death Shadow from your yard. Not to mention this card's good with uh, Snapcaster Mage, really good with Snapcaster Mage, with Tarmogoyf, you know. Mm-hmm. Think of all of the amazing one and two drop creatures in this format. This card's so, so potent. Yeah, the card's good, and it's in Modern now, so it's no, it's important to note this, that now Modern has sort of a watered down on Earth. Um, I think Unearth being in Legacy is probably just too good to pass up, just because you can Unearth a True Name, or Leovold, or Knight of the Reliquary, you know. Yeah. And those, so three mana is a little bit more important as a as a point to hit now in Legacy. But certainly, like, a very aggressive deck that is trying to grind things out and then attack. I mean, that's not... This is this is the kind of card that's good for that deck, right? Yeah. Like, maybe just a black-red deck, but, you know, <laughs> such a thing could it actually exist, like black-red aggro. You know. With Urgraders. Uh, um, yeah, right? <laughs> hey, this returns the Urgraders, so... Um... All right, so what was the other one I put in here? Oh, leave to chance. What does that do? Oh, okay. <laughs> leave, one and a white, instant. Return any number of target permanents you own to your hand. Chance, three and a red, sorcery. Discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Um, I just, there's, there's going to be some combo with this, right? <laughs> Return any number of target permanents you own? Like... I mean, I no idea. you can play it in Vintage, right? Like, you can just be like, and I'll keep my Storm Count going up. But white's a weird color for that. Yeah. Um, White's a weird color to have this ability. Like, when they wrote this card, were they even thinking about the color pie at all? Like, when does well, white, white gets to do that? It gets rescue effects. Like, it gets, like, because you can't bounce your opponent's thing. Yeah, like dramatic rescue. Is that a blue card? It's a blue and white card. There's Wait. definitely. Hold on a second. Cloud got... shift. <laughs> uh, return. Oh, hand C W. Oh man, I gotta make it a exclamation. There, there's a card from like Weatherlight or something that started this idea that you can return your own stuff. Well, there's a card in Ether Revolt that says return to our creature you control to its owner's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's it seems it seems like a thing that White can do, but it just like. Why use this as this part of the, the like of a white card that's also red? You know, like it just doesn't. Where's where's my combat trick? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, um, I I feel like this is a weird card to uh to just have for this effect. I don't think it's good or bad necessarily. Like as, as a commentary on what they're doing here, I don't know that I like this card though. Uh, I'll say that much. I don't know that I can do much. Yeah, I just I I put Yeah, I don't know what the combo could be. There's gonna be something, I don't know. <laughs> I'm now looking for this card from Weatherlight and I definitely can't find it. Scapegoat! Sacrifice yep. a creature, return any number of creatures you control to its owner's hand. It's from Stronghold, not Weatherlight. Um so I did find it. Let's see. 
I remember Snow the art. Hound it's like uh, Jared like stabbing something, right? It is Gerard. Yeah, I keep getting I keep getting the Weatherlight Saga mixed up with the Star Wars prequels, and my kid keeps watching the Star Wars prequels, and I forget <laughs> what's happening and what. So like this is I'm like yeah, it's like when they're escaping from that stuff, but it's really not it's just from the Weatherlight Cycle. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so lead the chance, probably not the best cards. The returning number of target permits you onto their hand is, I don't know, something. I mean, just like comes into play effects. Um, you can get to replay them like Flicker Wisp. Like, I mean, like Flicker Wisp, Restoration Angel. Yeah. Uh, Stoneforge Mystic. Like, you know, you it's know a little I'm, utility I'm, there. I'm bummed that like the all of the rug cards for this are all like not playable in rug. Like, not even close. Oh, you mean uh, the split the split cards? Yeah, it's just like Scry three for one mana, maybe playable if the green side's good. And I look the green side, I'm like, uh, this is a weird show and tell kind of card. For yeah, five no one mana, plays. Uh, I can't do that. No one, no one plays Call of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, struggle, which deals t- which is the red red the red and green one deals damage to target creature equal to the number of lands you control. Yeah, because like, that's never, gonna be what do like, three lands? Delver does. Like, yeah. if I ever have three lands, this card is three three damage for three mana. Oh, and the backside of it is each player shuffles their graveyard into their library. Oh, good. That's going to be amazing <laughs> oh, in Rug Delver. Like, my Mongoose and my Tarmogoyf love that effect. Great. Yeah. yeah, I don't really like a lot of these uh, blank-to-blank cards. I don't think they really... Obviously, they didn't, they didn't try and push them. Straight to garbage. That's, yeah, straight that's... to garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's like a black forked bowl. Even that, I couldn't get a couldn't get behind. Okay, I'm always Artifacts. excited for uh, for for these cards until I until I read them and I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's farm to market is one of these cards. I can't believe that's actual card name. <laughs> All right, we got three more cards. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Abandoned sarcophagus. This is a three mana artifact. You may cast non land cards with cycling from your graveyard. If a card with cycling would be put into your graveyard from anywhere and it wasn't cycled, exile it instead. Okay. I dig this. Um, so, basically, you're recasting the, these cards. It's not like it has flashback. It's, like, different than flashback. This card's being cast, it's going on a stack, and then it's going back into your graveyard, but being exiled because yeah, of the you've... second effect. Um, so, basically, you can cast cards that you cycled one time. Um, it's interesting. I, I you know, like... Eh. Well, is I there looked, a way to I, make to like take advantage of this? Is the real question. I don't know. <laughs> I I looked on. Well, okay, Cloud of Fairies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a non-land card with cycling. That was that was what I thought of. Um, and I think that might have been the only one. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, like any creature. It's just like these are like modern power level things you can do it's not like it's just like it's just short of like i don't know like i just wish because cycling creatures are generally a little bit more expensive than they need to be because they have cycling it's like it's nice that i get to draw a card for this dude but then it costs six mana to bring into play for a five five hex proof so it's (laughs) like sorry i'm looking for every cycling card with a mana cost less than or equal to two and there's one called power taint (laughs) <laughs> oh, good night folks <laughs> see you later everybody <laughs> um yeah there's not 
there's not a lot going on. You can cast the runes of protection, I guess. From your yeah. You're like, ah, uh, you'll never get me now. Mono red deck. Um, there's a lot of like enchantments with cycling from that Urza block. But... It's a bummer that it's not, you can play non-land cards or you can, it's, it's, it's the non-land but... part. That's like a bummer, right? Like, cause if you could cycle your land and then just, okay, I'll play this land from my graveyard. I mean, there's a card in that's in this set that does that, right? But like, then you—it's more of a three-card kind of thing. So like, if this card did that, it would be really interesting. I, mean, I didn't even find anything with like basic land cycling, which I think would count for this. Also, uh, like wizard cycling for Vidalcan Aether Mage. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's not cards that break this, but you know, next cycling block. It'll be like it'll be like Astral Slide, right? When's the next cycling block? And then uh yeah. Let's see what happens then. Uh Grave and Abomination. What what does this do? Oh, oh, okay, I remember I put this on here. Uh it is a three mana artifact creature horror that's a three one. Whenever Grave and Abomination attacks, exile target card from depend- defending player's graveyard. Is there any chance you want to play this off a of workshop? Like is there any matchup in vintage where you want to play this off a of workshop? Oh man, it's that's tough, right? Like, cause workshop and dredge generally. I don't know. I feel like dredge can beat workshop, right? Like, I think it can. I'm I, I'm not really familiar with with the matchup at all. Because I've only ever played against either of these decks. I've never thought about like what happens. This is like. You know, when you're, it's like thinking about when your friend's parents fight, you have no idea what goes on, right? Like, <laughs> right. so I guess this is a thing. I feel like Dredge has a good matchup against uh, shops because I don't think, yeah, one it's not casting time. anything, right? But yeah, I feel like this is, it's fine, but like, wouldn't you just rather play Relic of Progenitus? Well, Relic of Progenitus is an attack for three. It's true. It's true. But, uh,. Um. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, I guess so that's tough, right? but then they you know you have to exile there. Well they have to have something to exile when you attack. So I mean yeah, probably not. I don't know, maybe if there's if there's I any value feel like to be Tarmon's crypt is better. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I was like I saw workshop and the mana cost and yeah. graveyard interaction. Um there's actually a there's actually a relic of progenitus in this set directly above this card that is <laughs> allows you to exile target card from a graveyard or exile all cards from all graveyards so that's probably better yeah we get to wrap chalice um okay so the last is the last this is the last card i had on my list so unless you had any other ones and this is the <laughs> this is the card i said we had way back we did the first card or second card this is my favorite way to make mirror age mirage mirror three artifact Two, Mirage Mirror becomes a copy of target artifact, creature, enchantment, or land until end of turn. So obviously you have a, you have Dark Depths in play. You copy it. You choose to keep the Mirage Mirror copy. The Dark Depths trigger happens, and you get Mirror Lage. Or you copy your Time Vault. Yes, this combos with Time Vault. Yep. Um, Would I play combos- it in a Time Vault deck? I'm and I'm that's that's who I that's who I am in Vintage, and I don't think I would. If I had a foil one, I might. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I think there's other there's other things to be done here. So like, let's say you're playing like actual mud metalworker utter domination. Like you can probably net mana off this with a metalworker. 
like if you copy metalworker with it and then yeah. play something horrendous, you have two metalworkers with a turn. Um, then you can copy the horrifying thing you put into you just cast like uh, worm coil engine. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, <laughs> or... could you imagine your opponent like having to deal with two worm coil engines? He gets rid of you know this one and you still get the guys. Yeah. Right. I mean. So, I mean, there's that. Also, it can uh, cloud post. I think you can net mana on cloud post turns. And then the question is, like, okay, so let's say taking cloud post as a deck idea, right? Cloud post has a lot of land tutors. So now you've got, like, this card, which can either be extra cloud posts or it can be extra – or it can be a dark depths way to win, right, if that's mm-hmm. what you need to do. Yeah. So I think that's a possibility, but I, I don't know. I'm sure there's some other way to deal to to uh, there's some other thing to do with this card. I haven't quite figured it out yet. <laughs> um, I, I also, how does until end of turn work? Do you activate it in your end step? Do you have something on their turn? No, I don't think you good? do. I like think they've eroded that thanks to Waylay. Well, Waylay, you had to cast. During the beginning of, after the instep began, because it was at the beginning of the instep, exile these creatures, and then they basically gave you a way to start Oh, and until end of turn, okay, I see what you're saying. Until end of turn means, okay, got it, got it, got it, so that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, Copying an enchantment, does that do anything? Well, they unbanned necro, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Oh, two necros? Whoa. (laughs) Get out of here. Maybe you can make two stasis. Um... (laughs) Yeah. The interesting well, thing is is something like um copying oh, it's tough cuz it's not that good. I was like, "Oh, copy copying glacial chasm, which doesn't really do much for you, right? <laughs> if it's in play on your opponent's turn, it's made it through. So it doesn't really do anything." Um or like in lands, I feel like this has a spot in lands, right? Like there's plenty of lands that you probably want to copy anyhow. And, like, this just being, like, an extra um, thespian stage, for the most part, is probably fine. Yeah, I don't think they need it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you can't do anything You can't do anything when you dredge this, right? That's yeah. just, just an artifact in your graveyard. I mean, any sort of, like, under-costed, huge, non-legendary creature, like Knight of the Reliquary, or, like, Tarmogoyf, Gurmag Angler, that's just, and then you just have, like, another copy of this beater on your side or you can use it to block their thing that's I mean, driving you crazy you know uh, if your opponent decides to cast show and tell and you show this in and he shows in emrakul that's going to be fun yes it is like just show and tell <laughs> tech you can also copy their omniscience and have an omniscience for a turn <laughs> uh but yeah I, this card is has has interesting utility it doesn't come into play, which is the big thing now with creatures that things come into play and do stuff. Um, and it, it only lasts until end of turn. But um, way to make Merit Lage pl- with with potential other upside. That's sort of like Solemnity to sort of bring it back full circle, right? Yeah. So what do you think of this set? What do you think about this set? I think the power level is low, but there are some gems in this set for, for Legacy. Uh, no, you know, uh, several role players, nothing that's like, uh, game breaking or is going to build a deck for you. Yep, I I sort of agree. You know, I ordered a bunch of these cards and it was really cheap. <laughs> you, I don't think there's a lot of people bullish you, on this set. Did you order any cards that you didn't name here? Mm, 
Uh oh, did I? <laughs> I gotta check now. I actually want to say maybe I did order one, but I can't remember what that card was, so I probably didn't. No, I don't think so. I can't even find it in my email now. They won't be here for a couple weeks. Okay. Well, but, uh, uh, before before we sign off, we should check and see what the top eight is, huh? Yes, we should check and see what the top uh, eight is. If if we did the uh, podcast this week of all of the top eight legacy decks in the metagame, uh, according to MTGO, MTG Goldfish, uh, the metagame would look like Grixis Delver, Four Color Leovold, Ad Nauseam Tendrils, Death and Taxes. There you go, Sam. Shout out to Sam. Uh, uh, Reanimator, Elves, Miracles, and then Lands. Yes, there's a tie with Lands and Grixis, but that's okay. It's it's incidental. We wouldn't need to do Grixis and Four Color Leovold. What is Grixis, anyhow? It's just a Grixis. It's it's just Delverless Delver. Okay, Delverless Delver, as it were. Um, yeah, uh, I think that looks like a, that looks like a top eight I, I am a little more familiar with, um, <laughs> over the last couple of months, it's, it's been weird and things have been trying to figure themselves out, but this looks like what I'm playing at my local, like what I generally yes. see when I, when I rug Delver my way into a, into a, uh, a two one at my local. Yeah. Um, I don't haven't played in a while, so I can't say for sure. But uh, what I forget, I don't know what I played last. Time. Oh, I played Life from the, I played Loam last time, and I played against Lands and uh, nothing else that I can remember. I played against Infect Lands, uh, that some blue white Spirit Blade deck, and then Punishing Maverick. So yeah, two out of two out of four. Uh, I've been playing Elves online, Zach. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that working out for you? <laughs> well, I, I managed to keep my head above water in a league, which is nice. It's weird. Like, you know, it's been my nemesis deck for so long, so I decided to try it online. <laughs> um, it's cool. It's 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 fun to try to do things out of your comfort zone. I think everybody should do it. Not necessarily you should, you know, buy a bunch of Magic Online cards and do it, but that you should borrow a deck you're not familiar with or that's outside your play style. It's fun. I'll be trying to tendrils people this week. Right. So that's yes, that's that's exactly. a whole new thing for me. Last week I rug delvered my way into into uh, a uh, positive store credit situation. So now it's time to uh, learn a new deck. I I sent a text message to my friend about elves today. My friend who plays elves here and has been the entire time I've lived here in Utah. And I was like, oh man, like this is this is awesome and this sucks. He's like, yeah, that's how it works. Like, you know, like, you don't board against any mid-range deck. Like, I'm just like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> I kept a hand with some elves and some land, right? Yep, that's, I mean, that sounds like about what you do, right? <laughs> I don't know, that's, I'm really bad at evaluating. The only one, the only hands I know I can't keep are the ones where Dried Arbor or uh, Guy's Cradle are my only lands. Yeah, <laughs> then I, that's those it. I know I can't I'm interested, I can't wait to hear how you do with Storm. I, have, I had a lot of fun playing Storm, but I was terrible at sideboarding, so... Don't do what I did and actually read a sideboard guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a pretty good idea about what to do in a sideboard situation now. But, you know, as as with always, uh practice is the uh is the key. So we'll find out on Thursday whether or not I uh know what I'm up to or not. Yeah. I wonder what it's like live, you know. I've done it online, never played it in person. I've played oh. blue red storm in a Grand Prix and it just created 
really weird math dreams that night that were like <laughs> night like weird like I don't know if any of the listeners know what it's like to have like you know the like weeded dreams in a uh, in a restaurant where like you can't read or like your all of your tables are mad at you but like it, the equivalent to that in storm is that you for you have some for some reason cited out all of your uh wind conditions and you're like drawing every card in your deck and you're like where are my wind conditions at i didn't put them <laughs> in you know so yeah it's it's uh it, it was not if if you don't like to just like constantly notate and you're not good at that um i i say don't play storm at a grand prix you have to be very clear with what you're doing uh i am good at that but it, it's it's a lot of uh mental it, it taxes you mentally i've been helping my friend test that uh mono red storm deck i was talking about and like just using tapped out or whatever just using mm -hmm. one of the free deck builders and most of the games i'm like i don't know what's going on but i'm pretty sure the storm count is high enough that i win if this person doesn't have fluster storm yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah anyway well i don't know what we're going to talk about next week but i've got a couple ideas um maybe we post this online i'll i'll uh i'll post the ideas but Cool. Until next week, then? Yep, next week. All right. Good night. Later on, everybody. Stop, stop, animal stuff. Can you see animal stuff? It's our good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop, animal stuff. Can you see animal stuff? It's our good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys?